Do you guys use this music normally, or is this like to make us feel comfortable? I'm doing it for you. Yeah, oh, I don't know what's nice. going on right now. I'm, I'm confused and afraid. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. I was actually, I have, um, I'm, I I usually don't like to give producer Dom Tramatti credit for much of anything, but yesterday on the show in the rights free music library, he found like these hip hop remixes of like uh, public domain Christmas songs. Oh, we know all about oh, it here. I was doing it yesterday morning. Okay. Hey. Laddie's been doing it for I think so, two, two weeks okay. now. So obviously much to the chagrin of the host. Laddie. So yeah. there we go. That makes more sense. We were planning on playing traditional Christmas music tomorrow. So well, traditional Christmas time. music, the hip hop remix, any genre remix really. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So yeah. yeah, let's mix in the Christmas music. Maybe a death metal Christmas. Even for the rest of today. I can I, see it. I would love to hear that jam version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen yeah. again. Trance is really into God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. That's your that's your go to. So, well, so it's just know. I like I like when Christmas songs include references to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. It's yeah. Very touching. I, Touches my soul. I like it. <laughs> I like the one from Home Alone. It goes dun 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 yeah, dun dun bell dun dun yeah, dun 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 Ding dong ding. Imagine that's what you get hired for. That's your job. Okay, oh. we have one thing we need you to <laughs> yeah. do. Ding dong ding yeah. dong. That would be the best. I wish it's I had good, a deep it's enough good, voice. Yeah, good work if you can get it. Yeah. Oh, I wish oh, I had you're a... the ding dong guy. <laughs> and people say that to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, hey, ding dong. Different reasons. <laughs> uh, Halbert and Bruff brought to you by uh, the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today. Visit your nearest Delari. Acura dealer today, also by North Star Metal Recycling. I'm just really happy that people are texting in fantasy questions. Yes, I know. I, I was thinking of you, actually, when people started texting them in. You must be so excited. <laughs> so thrilled. Look at this. Durant's getting his coffee brought to him. Uh, I know. Um, so high, by the way, so thanks, high demand. Thanks oh, for asking, come on. Thanks for asking if I wanted anything, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you have coffee. Not anymore. I finished it. Oh, sorry. I would have got you something. Oh, if, I'm joking. If I I'd asked. <laughs> uh, North Star Metal Recycling, Vancouver's premier metal recycler, pays the highest prices on scrap metal. North Star Metal Recycling. They recycle. You get paid. 1170 Powell Street. And we are live, of course, from the Kintech Studio, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google, Google reviews. Sore feet. What are you waiting for? But but by the way, on Christmas music, really quick. Yeah. I've got some questions because I promised people that I'd share my Christmas playlist. Okay. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Somebody was asking about that. The other yeah. Day. I need. Right. It's a thing. So I need to actually like tomorrow we need to like put some time aside and, okay. talk, and do my Christmas playlist. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. A Christmas playlist draft. Oh, Christmas now somebody did text draft? in that they wanted us to do because we did the Christmas things draft. Yeah, all things because we usually do a draft with Dimitri. And I drafted God on Friday. Yes, <laughs> specifically was that yeah. first overall? No. Oh, <laughs> I tried to take Christmas music first overall, and Drance was like, "No, you can't take all the songs. I want one song." <laughs> and then he drafted God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. I wouldn't say I had a meltdown, but I had a meltdown. <laughs> Where was eggnog in the draft? It, no, you didn't go. No, didn't you take it? I thought you took eggnog. Oh, yeah, I did take eggnog. Wow, that'd, that'd be my first overall. I know. I'm a big nog guy. Yeah, love the nog. Light nog with some spiced rum. Let's go. Oh, all about that nog. Mm. I took uh, I took decorating the Christmas tree first overall. That's a good one. Thank you. That's, okay. That's wholesome. You. You, you know yeah. what else? Mine was very wholesome. Very wholesome. I took Christmas tree, 
Christmas dinner and receiving, or no, giving presents. Demi- yeah, I feel that's, Demi, lot, that's so Demetri adorable. Took receiving presents. I feel like that's a lot more fun though. The dread decorating Christmas tree, probably if you have kids, I would imagine. Yeah, but I, also it's just nice. Who I enjoy like decorating the Christmas yeah, tree. I enjoy decorating a Christmas tree with my wife and and my dog. <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> Could Airbud decorate a Christmas tree? Yes. Yes. Can, I think your, can your dog drain a three? No. Oh, okay. No, my dog's pretty useless, but like he's a good <laughs> he's a good boy. Um so yeah, maybe we'll get into your Christmas playlist uh, tomorrow on the show. And yeah, I mean, look, keep texting in your fantasy questions. Uh, actually, you know what? Well, let's do it before uh, before we get to the whiteboard here momentarily because I think it's going to be a bit of an abbreviated edition since we're on the morning show and we did one yesterday and not a lot has happened in between right. when we signed off yesterday and when we got on the air this morning. Uh, but we will talk about the game tonight. But somebody texted in, uh, starter sit tonight, Nakua or Alave. And this is relevant because I have literally this exact same setup on my roster. Now, right now, I'm going with Nakua and I have Alave on my bench. I think that's wrong. Ooh. I think you play. You think Alave is going to outscore Nakua? I do because I think that it's going to be a Kyron game. Like fundamentally, I believe that this is a Kyron game. He's like the guy I'd most want of those three Rams position players. Um, but I don't have any Kyron shares, unfortunately. Uh, and then I think that like we're seeing a healthier Cup get a higher proportion of targets. Like mm. I still think Nakua is a good start. Don't get me wrong, but I think the my my view of it is like. Uh, of the Rams players, I'd rank Kyron one, Cup two, Nakua three, and then I get a little nervous because I think the Saints defense is a little bit soft right now. Like I don't think they are nearly as imposing as they were early in the year, and I think the game script is going to favor Olave, like fundamentally here. So, does how much does the calculus change based on the fact that I have Kyron Williams? Like, do I, does that push me even more to Alave? You well, know then, what I yeah, mean? No, no, no. Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I would yeah. go for the correlation. You yeah. want, you want Kyron and then you hope that you get Olave back from a big Kyron game. Yeah. And it's, and it's got the fourth highest, uh, it's got the fourth highest over this week. Like that game's a game you want shares in. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily hesitate to start all three, depending on your other options either. I, again, I like Nakua as a start. I just think you start Olave over Nakua given you know the shape of what's what's gashed the the Saints defense of late has been the run game and if the Saints defense gets gashed Olave is going to get his in the second half mm. uh all right we'll uh, we can do more uh, fantasy football questions if you have them text in 650 650 to the Dunbar Lumber text line but right now let's do the whiteboard <laughs> All right, now, fellas, hey, let's focus up, huh? So uh, if you haven't listened to Canucks Talk, and I mean, first of all, how dare you? No, no, no. Uh, but if you haven't listened to uh, Canucks Talk recently, we've started doing the whiteboard every day, your daily deep dive into what's up with the Canucks. This is it for today, December 21st, and we'll run through a bunch of different categories. Your headlines, uh, the rumor mill in the broadsheet, the lineup notes, Gambling odds, playoff projection, all of that. We'll start with the headlines, which is the Canucks look to stay red hot tonight, wrapping up the road trip in Dallas against the Stars. And like, have we moved past looking at this as a measuring stick game for the Canucks? Or is this still a measuring stick game against a team that, you know, went deep in the playoff last year, still in the mix for the Central Division lead? I was going to say. No, I, I mean... The Canucks have played them. The Canucks have played yeah. them, and I think we're over, or we should be over, 
you know, with the exception of, like, honestly, with the exception of this team bumping into Boston, L.A., Vegas, you know, those those teams, I think, still think we would call measuring stick games, like Carolina, New Jersey. But, I, you know, Dallas, whatever, they've played them already. They beat them already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at this point, the Canucks are kind of going to be judged against themselves here. You know, you win this and you're really one of the hottest teams in the NHL again for a second time with your only downstretch having been a 500 stretch. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, in terms of the matchup between the Stars Pete and DeBoer, the Canucks. Pete DeBoer, the shoot from anywhere, yeah. plays into the hands of the Canucks. Against Thatcher Demko. And and yeah. look, against not just against Thatcher Demko now when we talk about the Pete DeBoer experience, but against the Canucks team that has really solidified their defense. And whatever you think about their status as contenders, I think one thing we've all been impressed with is the way the Canucks have limited grade A five alarm scoring chances against this year. The, their their defensive play is absolutely excellent. And I, I thought it was really good against the Nashville Predators for the first 25 minutes of the game. And then I thought they got a little loosey-goosey and then they didn't pay any price for that. So, um, you know, the well, they did, but they <laughs> scored 15 seconds later. The Canucks defensive game is, is really solid. Um, you know, their goal scoring for me is way overheated. But I, I absolutely buy that this team is stingy defensively solid um and and that you need to be against the Dallas Stars team that has a lot of depth can absolutely create um even if they don't always sort of prioritize quality the way some of the NHL's best offenses do yeah but still a, a very deep team as you said the other note the other headline going into this game is uh Jake Ottinger is week to week so yeah. we don't get the uh, potential American starters in a best-on-best tournament bowl between Demko and right. Ottinger, but plays in uh, to the Canucks' hands with Scott Wedgwood, I believe. I think, the start. Be, I think it would be Hellebuck who'd be like the guy to unseat. I think it would, it would really come down to like form leading into the yeah, tournament. Yeah. You know For what sure I mean? Like Hellebuck might have the edge right now, but it's the kind of thing where like, six weeks could easily undo it it's oh, not yeah. it, it's it, it's not insurmountable or even close to it by any stretch well, uh, well i think what's clear is it would be those two plus hellebuck 100 percent. and then and then you know i i do think form it, and and on and on sort of matters from there i just think like realistically we know how national teams work like we've seen it with canada you kind of have to be unseated mm-hmm. if you're the guy and I, I think hellebuck hasn't been unseated because we haven't had any Best on best, best on best. Far how, too long. So, so how long. hard is that for a goalie I, heading into the World Juniors as well? When you're like, yeah, you're going to be the starting goalie, but if you have one bad game, you're done. Yeah, it's tough. But also, they're goalies; they're used to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any goalie kind of knows the score that you struggle for two weeks. I mean, we saw it last year. Like it didn't take a lot of struggle for Demko to be losing starts. To, to be Spencer going like Martin. fifty-fifty with Spencer, Spencer Martin. Martin. Yeah, you know, like not even. Not even, you know, someone really good. And and look, I, I don't think that's different this year either. You know, like if, if we see a stretch where Demko's uh, 850, you know, he was 870 for a month. Uh, but but if we already this season, but if we see him go like lower than that, like an 850 stretch, uh, given how DeSmith's playing, we're going to see DeSmith get starts. I, I'd, I'd be pretty confident about that. Yeah, but... Uh... 
you know, I mean, we haven't seen anything like that from Demko this season, obviously. No, yet. but and look, Smith has been really good as well when he's. I'm just making the point the that that's yeah. like always that's, how goalies. That's the life, I think, yeah, uh, of a goalie. In that's the why NHL. they're all so strange. So Ottinger out week to week. Uh, Wedgwood gets the start in Dallas. That's the goalie matchup uh, we expect to see in Dallas tonight. Do you have something else? <laughs> no, I just. You know, I'm just plotting out all my golf references for uh, Scott <laughs> for Wedgwood. Wedgwood saves. Yeah. Um, in the broadsheet, the uh, the rumors and rumblings section, which is this is interesting. Now, I was hoping that uh, Elliot Friedman would publish his written 32 thoughts to this section of the show or even before we got on air. I haven't seen that yet. I would anticipate, although who knows here, I'm guessing that I would anticipate a note or some sort of mention from Elliot Friedman on Andre Kuzmenko and the Kuzmenko situation because he's been following that story. He's been giving us updates. You know, he's he's had the line of, look, as long as he's on the first power play, I don't think this is a real, like the situation is is too dangerous. But as I made the point on Canucks Talk yesterday, you know, if you're in the press box, you're not on the first power play unit. So that scratch feels like a pretty significant inflection point potentially uh, for me that, you know, this the scratch in Nashville for Andre Kuzmenko. I'm going to be very curious to see what kind of reporting, whether it's from 32 Thoughts, whether it's from, you know, Rick Dollywall or anybody else or any of the other national insiders we get on Andre Kuzmenko, because it does feel like another development or more reporting, at least, could be coming on that front at some point. Well, and, and what we'll really get is an evolution of the story if Kuzmenko is scratched tonight for the fourth yeah. time. And I, I think most of us, most of us, most close observers of this team really struggle to understand, like, how does... How does Kuzmenko get back in, given how all four lines performed against Nashville, given how much offense you got from the likeliest candidates, right, to mm-hmm. draw out of the lineup in, uh, to allow Kuzmenko the opportunity to get back in? Like, Niels Mon, you can't take him out after a goal, surely. No. You can't take him out after the PK did good work. I mean, on and on. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, and it, it feels tough. And, you know, to transition to the lineup notes for today, and the Canucks will skate in uh, in a couple of hours in Dallas, so we don't have a, a sense of what the lines are. But as you said, you played really well in Nashville. Does you- it's hard to see the coach wanting to make changes in that situation. Now, when you have a player making as much as Andre Kuzmenko does, maybe that changes the calculus a little bit. But I think the other thing is, once you've set the standard that you're asking for from Andre Kuzmenko, right? And you're kind of saying, well, these guys are performing better at these things than you are. I think they give us a better chance to win. That's why they're in the lineup. How do you take those guys out when they haven't slipped from that standard, right? You're you're compromising your own message of accountability. So, so key. And to Rick Tockett's credit, I think he's done an incredible job of delivering that message, holding everyone to that standard, challenging players, rewarding them and acknowledging them when they get better, when they improve in the ways he wants. But you're really in this situation where I think you almost have to keep the lineup the same because it's not as if there was any glaring mistakes or guys slipping from that standard to come out of the lineup. Well said. I don't know. (laughs) I don't have anything to add. I mean... You know, I found myself just nodding along there. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, yeah, this all makes sense. No, I'm. I mean, the accountability side, the production side, the it, it, like you can't preach accountability and then be like, yeah, but we'll put you back in just because. You know what I mean? No, I. It feels like Kuzmenko getting Kuzmenko back in requires a compromise from Tockett, and I don't know. He doesn't seem like a guy I want to be like. Hey, let's compromise. Let's compromise. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yeah, no. I never want to say those words to Rick Rick Tockett. Tockett. No.
And, and you know what? I never will. So that's the, uh, the that's the big lineup question, obviously. In Meet now. me halfway here, Rick. No, I don't like, think that would go no, well no. for a player. It's like, like meet me halfway. Let's not do a puzzle. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, <laughs> can can I only scan the neutral zone sometimes? <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Come on, uh, playoff forecast for the Canucks still. 97% chance to make the playoffs uh, per Dom Lucision's model at the Athletic. Now a 21% chance to win the division after LA lost last night. But still, the Vegas Golden Knights per the model, heavy favorites to win the division now at a 43% chance. LA at 34, the Canucks at 21%, and then still the bulk of uh, of probability has them finishing either second or third in the Pacific division. But really, and as I was saying earlier in the show, you know, the, the odds we're going to be tracking and the percent tracking here are much more related to how likely are they to win the division? How likely are they to finish second and have home ice? And actually right now they're at a, uh, a 50% chance, I believe to either finish first or second to have home ice. So, a coin flip chance for the Canucks, not just to make the playoffs, but to be hosting their round one series, uh, which would be pretty incredible, Dretzer. Pretty sick. That's pretty sick. And and sorry, you said 21% to win, to the, win division. the division. To win the division, 29% to finish second. Yeah, unreal. So as we move to gambling odds, yep. we're, we're ready to do that? Let's do it. As we move to gambling odds, um, Canucks are plus 250 now to win the division. Kings plus 175. Vegas plus 105. So even though K- the L.A. lost... I think Vegas realized that there was significant inefficiency in the way they were rating the Kings because the Kings have actually dropped Interesting. from plus 275 to plus 175 despite getting a, despite a, a split. Loss. Well, despite getting a split right. in this home or this uh, this road back-to-back set, road home back-to-back set, whatever. Um, and, and Vegas was like minus 150 and have dropped to plus 105. I, they lost to Carolina. Like, that's not... Enough. That shouldn't move your line that much unless you know that it was inefficient. Uh, plus 250 means the Canucks implied probability per Vegas of winning the divisions closer to 30%. So I don't I don't know that there's value there. I'd, I'd wait to see if the Canucks like sputter just a little bit and you, you can get them at like, um, you know, a plus 400, plus 450. At that, at that clip, I like them a lot more. I, I don't think there's real value there to be had, um, you know, Vegas, like the playoff forecast, has accepted that the Canucks are going to win the playoffs. We are finally, finally at the point where the Canucks are minus 1,000. So <laughs> we've gotten there. Yes. We've gotten there. It took They've a while. Bought it. They've bought it. It's happening. It took a while. So once you get to, you know, once you get to minus 1,000, just like so that listeners understand, Vegas, that, that's anything beyond that Vegas considers to be like a 10% shot, right? So this is 90%. I, I guess there's still value there relative to Dom's confidence interval, but but not a ton. But you're putting up a lot to, to win, make not a little, much. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which like if you have that sort of bankroll, good for you. Um, <laughs> and we just sort of go from there. Elias Pettersson, twenty to one. Quinn Hughes, twenty to one to win the heart. Jack Adams, Rick Tockett, huge favorite. James Norris, Quinn Hughes, still the favorite. <laughs> like you know, you go down the the awards. It's unbelievable. The Canucks are favorite for like favorited for like five, four or five of them. It's un that's completely unreal, unreal. And then odds haven't moved for the Canucks in Dallas plus one twenty five underdogs on the money line. Over under still at six and a half. 
I think it's fair for them to be underdogs. They're on the road. No, they should. Team, they should right? be underdogs. Like, it was this four, is this four and six for them after the back to backs on the uh, on the weekend? So, do they have betting odds and how far they'd make it in the playoffs yet? Is that a thing? Well, one like, of those that come out. I mean, like, I guess you predictions. Get, I mean, like to win the Western Conference or something. I mean, or, you could buy them. Yeah, you could definitely buy them to win the win the West. Um, you know, they don't have like exactas up yet. Once those are up, we'll we'll sort of see the um. The one that I've been so to win the conference. Here's the odds to win the Western Conference. Ready? Vegas favored plus four two five. Colorado second plus four fifty. Dallas plus five hundred. Winnipeg Jets plus five fifty. L A plus six hundred. Edmonton plus six fifty. Canucks plus seven hundred. So the disrespect. Well, no, and you know that's an interesting thing, right? Like Winnipeg's that far, like a couple spots ahead of the Canucks. Yeah, well, there's, but I think that's a, a, a division thing. Right, because the central is partly a division way easier than the Pacific right now. Hundreds, well, partly a division thing. Although there's a ton of respect being given to Vegas, right? I mean, I think Vegas likes Vegas. They're they're big uh, they're big fans of themselves. So does (laughs) so does Macau. So it's not just a hometown bias. The I think you're right though. The divisional thing probably plays a role, and then also look Vegas. They're they're quants, right? Like. Fundamentally, they're looking at reams of data, the best publicly available data, some privately available data, too. And there is some skepticism on what the Canucks have accomplished based on their underlying profile and based on the fact that, you know, their their shooting percentage is the highest in the league five on five. Their save percentage is also top four. You know, I, I mean, I think the fact that Vegas has not a fade position on the Canucks. They, they believe them. They certainly see them in a, in, in a class like the difference. You go from Vancouver to Nashville, who are the next oh, yeah. odds, and you're going from 7-1 to 25-1. to one. Yeah, completely different. So they're putting them in a totally different class, but they're also putting them as the, the team they least expect to win the West of the seven clearly playoff-bound teams in the Western Conference. You know, I, I don't think you're wrong to interpret it as disrespect, but it, I think it's worth noting that, like, these aren't just takes from people like me or Dom, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. market itself believes that the Canucks are good, but not elite. And obviously Vegas thinks that the Edmonton Oilers will be getting into the playoffs and yeah. have a better chance to go deep into the playoffs. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers will be getting into the playoffs. They're, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the whiteboard for today, December 